Welcome to the L Podcast. I'm your host, Liz Kafko. This podcast is about L's, letting go what doesn't serve you, learning who we are and what we want out of life, leveling up to live it to the fullest, and most importantly, loving ourselves in the process. So let's figure out this thing called life together. Here we go. Hello, everyone. Happy Thursday. I my sugars are going up because of how excited I am for today's guest. I have I haven't even met BJ in person yet. We've met through like the online diabetes community. We did a panel together. Um, I think earlier this year or last year. Yeah, and it went by so fast, and it was about drugs, diabetes, and alcohol. And so today we're gonna kind of extend that discussion a little bit. So BJ, thanks for being here with me. I was so excited when I got your message because um, I know that we follow each other on social media and I know we'll meet someday. I'm a fan. <laughs> yes. And you've inspired me, especially with um, everything we, we were going through last week. Um, but yeah, I'm so excited. So excited to talk to you about this. And I'm after our group meeting, we'd hit so many topics that I think we just need to expand on. So yes. I'm really excited to talk to you about it. And also my blood sugar is, uh, I'm really excited. We're staying steady. So. Oh, good. Let's keep it that way. I'll try to like not raise your levels. Like, well, yeah, well, I may have med- I may have medicated too. Oh, okay. Just something we're going to talk about. Yeah. And my stress levels and my ability to just kind of be let's, in. Some people say Big Sean who says stay in your Zen. Yeah. Zen out. Let's so. let's just jump right into there then. Can, what do you mean by what do you mean by medicated and how did you do that? Okay. So Medicaid, one thing I discuss a lot and one thing we talked about now when we had our group meeting was cannabis. And mm-hmm. I talk about it a lot in, in, on Instagram and my social media accounts. And what I mean is when I medicate, my favorite way to do is I eat edibles, meaning what those are, a cannabis-induced food. So yeah. I came up with a formula. Um, I've always been a cannabis smoker. But when I first started smoking um, and eating, and as we progressed, I didn't realize I was medicating if that makes sense, because there was always this image, if you like Cheech and Chong, that you had to do these certain things while you're using cannabis. And then I found that by eating what I call what's called microdosing. So what I do is I make chocolates, I go for a walk with my dogs, and it takes about an hour and 90 minutes to full effect of a cannabis edible. And so I let my body digest it while I'm out for my walk. And then like right now, I'm starting to feel the effects of it. Um, and what that means is that THC is being digested into my body as we talk. And um, so that means like for me, it just helps me with muscle spasms, um, also with anxiety that comes with diabetes, like um, mm-hmm. ADHD and things like that. And it's taken me a lot of years to find out what medication works for me. So simply what that means is I I took some cannabis before, before our talk. And it just helped me relax and helped with my anxieties, uh, what you're experiencing right now. Yeah. Yeah. My sugars, they went down with the walk and then I sat down to talk to you and they went back up, but that's okay. okay. Well, relax. Have, have you ever worked with another diabetic or an endo who was diabetic and had their blood sugars go up after seeing your results? No, that's, I haven't. That'll be another topic. Okay. Okay. Next episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> did like, how did you come across this idea of like, oh, there's benefits for my diabetes and my stress management and ADHD. Like I'm assuming your doc, your provider never brought this up. Actually, the interesting part about it was, is so I've been diabetic for 29 years. 
and I was diagnosed as a teenager, a 12, well, I was 12. And I was a, I was what you would call, I hate this term. I'm trying to think of a better term, but you bad diabetic. I hate that term. Um, but through my teenage years, like I never tested my blood sugar. I never, I just trusted things. Um, and then I started experimenting with drugs and alcohol, sex, drugs, and alcohol. Yeah, and rock and roll. <laughs> yeah, through college. And and I'm not kidding when I say that. Like yeah. I drank a lot. I experimented a lot um, sexually with substances and we didn't have CGMs and things like yeah. that. Um, so I just started to notice that when I was strictly using cannabis, I wasn't as stiff. And that my stomach didn't hurt and that I was able to focus a little bit more because the benefit of cannabis when used appropriately, it can actually help slow your mind down. Cause you know, when you see like stoners on TV, they're like, Whoa, what? Yeah. So think of that as like drinking uh, a 12 pack. So what if you had one beer, you would probably be coherent. Or if you had two beers, um, you would be like, okay, this is relaxing. This is okay. Like I'm going to stick to my limit of where I know. So you can do the same thing with cannabis. And I started to realize that, especially with eating it, that my lungs weren't hurting. I, I have to eat anyway where I'm diabetic. So yeah. why not just incorporate the two? So I started experimenting because I knew I had to eat with cannabis. And then I just started putting cannabis into what I already knew I had to do with diabetes. And I just made the best of both worlds. So I helped my diabetes management by incorporating cannabis into my edibles. And then college, and like I said, like that partying things, um, I didn't realize I was medicating until I took away the other substances and I started getting control of my diabetes mm. and with my CGM control and stuff like that. So I was able to find out that I didn't have the muscle pains. I didn't have the anxieties. I didn't have, like with drinking, you get wake up with a hangover. Like if I would eat a couple of gummies, I, I could drink. Eat. Yeah. And I do my blood sugars would stay at a certain level because I have to eat a little bit before bed. Um, so I decided why not incorporate that with a little bit of cannabis and then get the, my diabetes under control with less anxiety. So, so yeah, does that make sense? That does make sense. And I'm, and I'm still learning. Yeah, that's, that's amazing that you have figured that out. I think one of the hardest things for me with diabetes management is it's an experiment, right? It's this trial and error of figuring out what foods work for you, what exercise does for you, what time to, what time to exercise, what type of exercise and what medications work and which ones don't. How long did it take you to find like your special formula? Well, and I'm still learning, honestly. Um, cause I've actually tried, um, other things too. Like I've, uh, I love sports and I love exercise and incorporating that into my diet. And I actually eat edibles before I work out and things like, even when I ran the New York city marathon, I had, um, homemade edibles in my fanny pack. <laughs> and I ran it because we had to eat so many carbohydrates yeah. and then it just makes everything for me less anxious. Um, so what was the question again? <laughs> uh, oh, how long did it take you to figure out oh, your faster than my medication? Yeah. And like, um, I, like I said, I'm still learning, but probably mostly the past 10 years since it's become legal because mm -hmm. back when I was first medicating, it was illegal. Um, we didn't talk about it. We were like meeting people in a parking lot to get yeah. flour and then you were going home to make cannabis, but we've come such a far way in the cannabis industry. That's actually part of my, I work now teaching at connect for connected motion. I teach cannabis classes about with type one diabetics and I work at a cannabis um, dispensary and I help grow flour and stuff. And it was just one of these things that, you know, back then we didn't 
didn't have it. And as it's become legal, we were able to talk about it. And so we're able to be like, here's a way to produce this product. And so now with the way we're producing it and the way it's become so customized, we can find it for like different medical needs. Like there are topicals, like if you didn't want to smoke it, you could eat it. And back then we didn't have the options. So now that it's become more open to talk about, I've been able to find how it works best for me and other to help other individuals find the way it works best for them because we're allowed to talk about it now and not worry about getting arrested. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I think that's a really great option because there's, there's so many people that are afraid to take medications, right? Mm -hmm. They don't, they don't trust pharmaceutical companies and I don't blame them for that. And so they want to have other options. And so these home remedies, these plant, you know, plant power basically that can really help, but there's also stigmas that come with that. So there's a lot of stigmas. What stigmas or like misconceptions are, have you faced with cannabis use? Oh man, a ton. Like, you know, obviously, um, and I will say this, like you have to use it with caution because as any medication, I'm not like saying, yo man, please go get stoned with your friends. (laughs) blood sugar um because and like you know because you do you do have other impairments like you get the munchies and uh, sometimes the impair the effects of cannabis can mimic effects of type 1 diabetes like maybe you'll mm-hmm. um zone off into space for a little bit or seem and you'll be and you won't notice your glucose levels are dropping or you'll eat a little too much because you have the munchies and then you'll forget to bolus. Like there's still little things we have to remember. And the best thing I can say too, is thank goodness for CGMs. CGMs and And alarms that they come with. Yeah. Man, I could go without that. Especially when you're jamming in your car, (laughs) goes after your breakdown, you're like, yeah, yeah, the uh, the annoying baby crying. That's my (laughs) low alert because it's so annoying. Yeah. We can change the alerts. You can change the sounds of the alerts. You can? Yeah, mine's an annoying baby that's crying. I didn't know that. I'll I'll show you after the call. Oh my god, I love that. <laughs> oh, that was so cool. Um, <laughs> um, but to go, but just to go back with that. So the stigma that has come with it is that people honestly don't know the difference other than what they're taught on TV, such mm-hmm. as like, that you are that stoned individual that just does nothing but sit on the couch and just like eats all this food and so like there are those stigmas and the beautiful thing about talking to you and talking to the world and teaching classes is that you can show that you can be successful you can run marathons you can be an MMA fighter yeah. you can ha- you can graduate college and work in mental health and you can still use cannabis as a as a tool to help you in your other managements in your diabetes or mental health care yeah I think so- one of one of the things that a lot of people don't understand is this is a plant, right? Yeah. It has medicinal properties. Absolutely. Most of our medicines have extracts from plants as their medicinal properties. So like our medicine is still derived from plant components Correct. that are either made in a lab or just derived straight from plants. So like, why is this one plant in particular such a big deal? So like stigmatized and politicized right that could be a whole different talk but and it is actually because when I was working as a substance abuse counselor I was actually a certified alcohol and drug counselor and another story I actually got pulled over with a low blood sugar got an OUI and anyway and I said and I stopped working in the field thank it's another diabetes story but just to show with like how like diabetes can affect your everyday life um 
so what was the question again? I don't know if there was a question, but essentially like there's just something about oh, yeah. and marijuana that like it's a bad plant. Oh, the plant. Yes. Why but, is the plant so in why is that plant in particular? Yeah. Because actually the cannabis plant is in, have you ever heard of the DSM? the Diagnostic Statistic Manual. It's what they use to diagnose people for mental health disorders. So pretty much it's a book that is released every, maybe once every 10 years. It's called the DSM and I believe the five is out. And so let's say you're, I'm doing an intake on you. I would, you're like, hi, I'm here for opiate addiction and to see if I have ADHD. So you would give me a description of your symptoms. And if you met, let's say six out of 10, I would put in a diagnostic code and that's it. And now there's also in this manual, different drugs like cocaine, um, alcohol. These are all in here. And actually cannabis is under the same category. It's a hallucinogen, meaning that it's under the same category as ecstasy and um, it was an MDMA. And like, and so for that, what it means is that simply it's labeled in mental health as a hallucinogen so it has to be treated as such hmm. yeah so if we just change the label yeah or and if we could get the if we could get even the mental health administration and um and you are being a provider as well together but yeah so this is why it is because if you it's not you my understanding and and if you can find any proof there's never been an od there's never been and I'm sure there have been crimes committed. Um, however, the majority of cannabis crimes are people just getting caught with a plant, not domestic violence, which actually is increased with alcohol and cocaine use yeah. and stimulants. But the reason why, and I love plants, the reason why cannabis <laughs> is so different is because if you were to smoke this plant, you probably would get nothing but a bad cough. But when you smoke cannabis, you it actually changes the chemical components in your brain because we have cannabinoid receptors in our brains and it does alter our perception so did you ever try cannabis or any other relational substances because i I'm tried smoking in high school once or twice i had friends that that smoked recreationally um and i okay i tried twice i remembered a, a moment i tried i i tried it's smoking once. Like I can inhale. <laughs> i didn't really like the the smoking because i think it was my friends they were just too paranoid that we would get caught and so I'm yeah. like, you guys are killing the mood here. So it was not great. Yeah. Second time I tried it, I tried an edible, a gummy. I, for someone who never really uses cannabis, yeah, I was not given instructions on how much to take. So I just popped the whole thing in my mouth okay. and I, I went to go see Jurassic World in 3D. And I'm how like, I'm like, this sounds like a great idea. Let me just eat this edible and go watch this 3D movie. I threw up as soon as I got out of the theater. My friend that I went you with. watched the whole movie though? I watched the whole movie. 3D glasses and everything. These dinosaurs were about to eat me. I was scared for my life. <laughs> and the person I was with, he like threw up in the popcorn bin in the theater. He did that me too? Yes. What was the milligrams? Do you remember the dosage? Because also one thing I want to make clear too is when, Okay. So like alcohol, there's a difference in what you smoke too. Like, like for mm. me, I used to smoke really bad weed. It'd be like drinking a Budweiser. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> but now like with the advancements of cannabis, you can actually smoke stuff that doesn't hurt your lungs. Like there's cannabis that's grown with a more pure, like pure way 
and things like that and edibles with dosing. So I was just curious what your dose was because like, I wouldn't really yeah. give you it because you can take 10 milligrams or like up to a thousand milligrams or more. Yeah. I have so, no idea what it was. It was strong. I know that it was strong. Yeah. So you puked in a, you puked after Jurassic. <laughs> I puked right outside the movie theater. And I was so thankful that like all the movie theater workers were like, oh, we get it. It's the 3D. People get nauseous all the time. And I was like, yep, that's it. That's why I'm throwing up. Thanks for cleaning up my vomit. I'm, I'm sure I can, I would try to help, but I can't coordinate myself right now. Right. Um, that was your experience. That was my, that's my only experience with cannabis. Um, but it sounds like it would be really appropriately it can work. It yeah, can work. For, my, for my anxiety and depression, I take antidepressants. But there's so many side effects that come with it that like counteract with things. And like, I'm constipated all the time. And like, there's so many other things that it impacts other stuff in our bodies that I wish there were other options other than just either drink. And so I feel numb and that helps, but it's not really helping long-term or take this medication that makes me, you know, bloat and not feel great either. What? And actually, cause I don't take any other medication. I take Advair for asthma. I take, um, one puff of that once a day and then I take insulin and I'll be 41 this year and you look amazing <laughs> thank you you look when strong as hell yeah the plant-based diet like I literally only do plants oh. and like my health and everything yeah I don't eat any animal products at all hmm. either yeah and that's made a huge difference in my diabetes management and like helping me cut weight for fights and um, just muscle gain and mental health too mental health wise too I've noticed that not only do I smoke it <laughs> plants but I only eat plants too and fruits and stuff so yeah I think it's just one of those things we have to think about our nutrition what we put in our body because like you said I and I've been prescribed some really heavy like um, ADHD medications and the side effects from that and trying to get off that and the person I became like I absolutely hated that and I hated and then I realized I was working with like a local pharmaceutical drug dealer like I had, and I was just like, this is, and I'm not saying it doesn't work because medications work when they're used pre uh, as yeah. prescribed with doctors. So by any means, if you're taking medications for any mental health, continue so. And yeah. one of those things, but there are other alternatives. Like for me, like I said earlier too, it's just finding a micro dose of cannabis to help with my, slow my brain down, go for a walk with my dogs or go work out, take on the day. Yeah. And, and I just find that when I'm less stressed and those things help me be less stressed, my glucose levels are in better, in better range too. And I can actually stay off the pharmaceuticals. I don't know what the future will bring, but for now, for now, it seems to be working for me. So, yeah, I know so many people that they don't want to take medica medications because they have that fear of, I'm going to be this long-term and they're expensive. First of all, they can't even afford it. And they're hard to get. Yeah. Like, like you can sure go for a walk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, like you went for a walk earlier, like, but you couldn't get insulin last week. Yeah. Like, you know, if we can find, find other alternatives. Yeah. So there are things, but of course, like take everything as doctors prescribe with doctors. Yeah. There are, there are other ways. And I've also been experimenting a little bit, which this is a topic I don't think has been, we talked a little bit on base with, um, with mushrooms. I've been oh, yeah, yeah. a little bit with shrooms and um, there's a company called level mushrooms and I also do cannabis conventions once a month um, with Northeast naturals, which is a company I work for. We have amazing cannabis products um, and we are given samples because it's becoming decriminalized and there's a lot more studies being done about depression with yeah. shrooms and psychedelics. And I've been microdosing with those 
and I have found tremendous effects with it. Now, if you take too much, yeah, you see things and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, 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 and just like it, it would, people take too much cannabis, you might be puking outside of a dinosaur movie. Like, yeah, I don't recommend, yeah. 10 out of 10, do not recommend. Yeah. So I'm curious to see where we go with that because I've actually, and I found um, incredible success over the past like month or so microdosing with shrooms, with just being able to process things not be I've actually noticed better control of my glucose levels because my anxiety levels have actually been very 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 low yeah. and just kind of in, been more appreciative of the little things like, yeah. oh, like I woke up today that's a plus <laughs> that is a plus that's always a plus do you have any mental health diagnosis oh I do let me start um so I've I've had severe depression for a very long time I'm like Understand all the grieving process and everything yeah. you just yeah, it's been, it was a rough childhood and a rough adulthood and I'm still here. So it's just been a rough life. So well, though. well, thanks. You um, yeah. you Depression. Where you go? Uh, panic attacks um, and anxiety. So trifecta. I got all three of those and, and they feed off each other. And yeah. <laughs> it's, diabetes in there. Yeah. Diabetes is right there at the <laughs> core, you know, that's holding all three of them together. It's been interesting to navigate having mental illnesses and diabetes because I notice they're so hand in hand that when when I thrive in one area, it lifts the other one with it. But if one goes down, it will surely drag down the other one with it. Like you said, too. I've tried getting off like my antidepressants because sometimes I think we as a society, we have this idea that what are you depressed about? Your life is good, right? And so when I bought my house and I'm like, I'm getting married, I bought this new house, I have a job I love, like life on paper is perfect. Of course. So I should be good to go. I, there's I nothing I should be depressed about, right? So let right. me just get off these pills. Within less than a month, my brain was telling me I had absolutely nothing to live for and I shouldn't. And that was scary. Because I know that's not me. I know I have a lot of things to live for and I love my family and I would never do that. But my brain was telling me that it was sounded like a really good idea. How did that affect your blood sugars? I mean, I think it really fluctuated a lot. Just having all these mood swings of like, I had a good day, but then the next day I don't want to be alive. And then the next day I'm just hungry. And like, yeah. it's just all over the place. Um, I'm going to jump off this bridge. I'm a potato. <laughs> right? A delicious potato. Um, potatoes sound good. Uh, yeah, it, it was a roller coaster. And so I, I've i come to the conclusion that I might just need to be on meds for the rest of my life. And that's okay. Like, we don't blame people for needing blood pressure medication. Uh -huh. So, like, why I have an imbalance in my brain chemicals. So I just need a medication to help with that, too. Absolutely. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And like, I think that's just what happens and what is going to continue to happen that as humans, we do need things to get by. Yeah. And, and for me, I found that cannabis works in ways and you taken at a certain, and that may not be the best approach for you, you know? I wouldn't mind trying it, but I don't know if it's legal. We'll try it together. That'll be a fun sesh. We should do that. We should do a lot. We should do it in person. I think I would, in Pennsylvania- it's not completely legal just for like medicinal use because there are dispensaries here, like down the street from my house. My endo actually wrote me my medical card. I wanted to say that to you because um, you did say that it's probably not something that's discussed with your endo. 
and I've had some really good and some really bad relationships with endos in my 29 oh. history. Um, being a punk diabetic, I've I used to write in fake numbers in the glucose logs. <laughs> anyway, I, I canceled doctor appointments because I didn't want them to see my numbers. Yeah. So I feel you. Yeah. Well, then, but then my AC one would be like, my AC one would be like, that was a lie. Oh, no. Snitch. <laughs> so good. <laughs> and then your A would see me and be like, that was a lie. Because uh, we didn't have the technology we had back then. Um, but no, my endo was really cool. We actually openly talked about it because when I started becoming open, openly and honest about like my sexuality, um, when I met my wife, I've been married to my wife for about 10 years now. And also like you. Um, bought a house, have the job, have like all these things. But even me, like I was in a depression three months ago where I couldn't even get up to take a walk and I love activity, but my brain was like, fuck that. Like yeah. no one wants to see you. No one wants to. And it's just like this voice in our head. Yeah. Anyways, but with that happened, it happens to all of us, yeah. whether we get the depression part. So your glucose levels though, did anything happen to them? You said they went up and down. Yeah. For the most part, they go... I mean, they fluctuate a lot and I've, I'm still learning kind of how my body naturally kind of changes. Like I know when I'm going to get my period because my sugar levels go high for a while. And I'm like, okay, no matter how much insulin I'm giving myself, it's never enough. Next week is when my period is going to start. Right. I know it. And so like little things like that, I'm still learning about myself, um, especially as I'm aging, like my body's changing, my diabetes is changing with it. Um, so like, I'm just constantly having to relearn things about myself and my body and my diabetes. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Like as a scientist with. If you want any material that I have for like, um, connected motion, just to look at like how diabetes, how cannabis oh, yeah, that would be great. benefit diabetes, like with inflammation and things like that, because what we also don't talk about, well, which we do is like, because th there was a saying one time that like, it's not diabetes that's going to kill us. It's um, what's going to have the side effects, like heart disease, liver yeah. failure, things like that. So like the benefits of cannabis and how it helps like these other organs and stresses like that. So I can send you some info. Yeah, that would be really great. And I can yeah. that. Yeah. Um, one last question I have. Please. So whenever I'm checking out at the store, especially more recently, I've noticed like, THC gummies and like all these other like edibles. And I have never bought them because I'm like, how legit are these? Like if it's being packaged and sold as like the checkout aisle next to the Snickers. Yeah. Um, well, the beautiful thing about the cannabis plant, which you would actually find very interesting, is there's cannabinoids. There's different components of the cannabis plant, like THC is the one psychedelic component. And then there's CBD, which you can legally sell mm -hmm. anywhere. And then, so they might be selling you a different form of THC, which they can legally sell, which is like, they have THC and then you might see a nine or a THC, is it maybe eight or whatnot. Um, but you yeah. can actually legally sell those because the chemical component is just enough where it's legally, um, where you're legally able to sell it if that makes sense, where THC is the illegal component. Mm. So you have to have, it sounds like in Pennsylvania, you have to have a medical card to legally yeah. obtain THC. Now with the stuff next to the Snickers, um, <laughs> probably just a different component. And I wouldn't, I mean, you can get them and you might feel something, but I, you wouldn't feel the effect of THC by itself. Okay. So you would be getting 
as a gas station mm. mom. It, yeah. Yeah, but I see a lot of CBD. I love CBD and I love because I also eat um full spectrum edibles, which means you get all of the cannabinoids because there's different cannabinoids that help with different things. Like there's one like THCB, which is actually an espresso, which um is kind of the stimulant part of the cannabinoid plant that people and you can extract these different parts of the plant, like when you get THC edibles, that specific cannabinoid is extracted. So, which I think you would have a lot of fun looking into. Um, so the things you're getting at the gas station, they're not legit. However, they do have some sort of cannabis, cannabinoid in them. So where you could have hemp and whatnot, but don't, I wouldn't expect to get anything other than probably a tummy ache or. Yeah, there's yeah. probably more carbs in that than I want anyways. And yeah, I think I've seen a lot of more CBD infused products. Absolutely. Which I love CBD. It actually does help me with anxiety. I give it to my dogs. Um, and also I have um, arthritis and I just have sore, sore body from just being active and things like that. Plus diabetes. That's not why it really fucking does a number on our body. Yes. Um, like shoulders and things like that. So like CBD, I love that because it just helps with like inflammation and like, I don't get that super like spacey, like more mellow mood. I don't even notice I take it other than I'm not in pain mm. and you notice when and for me I know when I'm not in pain my mood is better which is another topic like because diabetes does cause like foot pain and foot 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 numbness and like even me I have um because where I've been diabetic for almost 30 years I get muscle spasms mm. occasionally yep. at times like my hands will um, twitch a little bit and things like that and that's how I know either my blood sugar is going a certain way um mm. but yeah yeah. Yeah. After 29 years, like I'm noticing my body's starting to react a little bit differently, which yeah. is kind of just like, oof, aging with diabetes, another topic we could talk about. Another topic. <laughs> um, but, but, so anyways, but to get those like, yeah, and you'll find there might be some medical benefits to it, but you won't get that like giggly um, <laughs> THC effect to it. And I do love, can I do love CBD. It does help um, with inflammation and anxiety things like that though and the way I know it's working is because I just don't notice I'm not worried about things mm-hmm. kind of like when you take your antidepressant you feel normal yeah you know your little aches and pains or your thoughts aren't as as um wild as they once yeah. were so yeah so we can try them if you want but I don't think you're going to get the effect of <laughs> okay I'll try it and I'll get back to you and see how it goes <laughs> for anyone who is interested in trying cannabis, but is like hesitant about the stereotypes or is afraid that, you know, the misconception that they'll overdose or become addicted. What advice do you have for them? Start small, no harm in just eating a little bit or just taking one hit. Because if you have a bad experience with something at first, are you going to want to do it again? And that's just the best way I could say, like even in martial arts and things like that, if I wasn't taught my first class, how to protect myself. And I just got punched in the face the first class. Am I going to want to go back and take a class and get no. So when we do things such as cannabis, or even with diet changes, we have to ease our way into things. Because sometimes if we do too much, it's going to be a bad experience. You don't want to go back down that road. And with stigma, people know what I do for a living, but I also don't show up at public places acting a fool, if that makes sense. Like, just know yourself. And also if, especially with diabetes, I can't encourage enough a CGM. 
because sometimes if you do take too much, you may have, like I said, these certain side effects. So make sure you're monitoring your glucose levels, start small, and if you're, and also give it time, especially with edibles and things like that. And also environment matters because you have to think about, you want to make sure you feel safe and with people or, and my, I love my dogs. You want to make sure you're in a safe environment. Don't drive, especially where you're getting to know it and start small. And if you feel that's not working, increase your dose, take two hits instead of one, and then just sit back, take in the moment and see where you're at and monitor your glucose levels the entire time. Cause like I said, some things can mimic. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. PJ, this has been really great. I've learned so much in this talk and I know everyone listening here probably is going to go look this up and see if maybe trying cannabis is the right thing for them to do. I hope so. And I hope they can either reach out to me and I hope that you do some research. And if you have any questions, um, please feel free to ask. And I look forward to hopefully talking to you some more. Thank you. Thanks everyone for listening. Thank you. If this episode was helpful, please share it with your mom, your friend, your neighbor, everyone. Help me spread this word as far as possible because we can all use a friend that gets us and that's there for us. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next episode.